0: oh my god hi guys it's Kate and I'm happy to be here and you're listening to the podcast happy to be here how are we all doing today? Are we feeling good? Feeling not so good? Um, if you're not feeling so good, that's okay. I hope you feel better today. And maybe after listening to this, you will feel good. You know, maybe get a couple laughs out. Who knows? It's your day. Um, so let's see. Let's start with me, just because you are the listeners. So I can't really ask you how you're doing, but I do hope you're doing good. Um, so let's see. Me, me, me. Uh, I do have a date tonight, so that's exciting. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I've been back in the dating world. It's been kind of weird, but also good. I'm happy to be out there. Uh, Oh, the graduate program I'm going to this fall got ranked number one in the country, so that made me feel really good. Um, I'm really excited for my future. I don't know. I've just been really good. And it's springtime. Uh, We love spring. It's just so beautiful out today. It's like 70 degrees. I could see the buds on the trees coming out. And I was just thinking, you know what? It's a beautiful day to be a lesbian. Because <laughs> I'm a lesbian, as we all know. Uh, one of my favorite TikTokers, her name is Cowboy Jen. She does these little story time videos. And just these little videos on TikTok. And she says, like, it's a beautiful day to be a lesbian. And I was like, I love that. You know, like, that's so nice. She made a TikTok recently. And she was talking about her long distance girlfriend and how like in love she is and how, you know, being a lesbian can be hard, but it doesn't have to be, you know, and that you can still find happiness and still find love as a lesbian because I know it seems hard. And I I don't know, it was just a really nice TikTok to see because, you know, I, I had a rough go at the start of the year. So it's nice to see like two older lesbians like in love. And I commented on her TikTok and I was like, I needed this today. Like, thank you. And she commented back. I was so touched. I was like, oh my God, it's my favorite lesbian on TikTok. But yeah, so dating, specifically dating apps. You know, I I feel like that's everyone's reaction just to like let out a big sigh. It's, it's a weird thing, and it's not something I, like, love to do going on the day naps, but it's also different for me because I'm a lesbian, and it's not very easy to meet women who are also attracted to women out in public. It's also harder to tell these days with, like, trends and stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of people just look gay now. <laughs> I was watching some TikToks about that, actually, and there's nothing wrong with, like, having an alternative fashion sense or whatever, but it makes things a little bit more difficult for me. Sometimes I have to flat out ask, like, hey, are you into women? Uh, So the nice thing about dating apps is it kind of, like, answers some of my questions about that already. Because on Tinder, specifically, I don't think you can do this on Hinge. I don't think you can do it on Hinge. Um, Those are the only two I have right now. But you can actually put, like, your sexuality in your Tinder bio, which I think is nice. Because it's nice to just let everyone know right away. Like, hey, I'm a lesbian. Are you a lesbian? Let's see. Uh, There's not a whole lot of lesbians who live around me specifically. Or just women loving women. Because I live in the Midwest and the suburbs. And, you know, there are gay women around here. But, like, you know, it's just, it's harder to find than it would be if I lived in, like, Chicago in the city or whatever. So I use dating apps as a way to, like, meet women and you know, meet women in like a comfortable space. I think it's easier to approach women on a dating app than it than it is in in public. And I have done that in public. Actually, did it a couple weeks ago at this at this bar ale house. That was kind of scary for me, but because I don't know, it's it's scary approaching women. Because number one, like I've been saying, you don't know if they're gay. Number two, being rejected is always kind of scary. Um, or having the risk of being rejected. But I don't know. I've always kind of just put myself out there. Like the worst things could happen is they're just going to tell you no when you walk away. Um, but I think one of the things about being attracted to women is you just kind of have to get used to rejection. Just because not, number one, not everyone's gay. Number two, some women are kind of scared to venture into their sexuality and to accept their sexuality. So if you approach them and you say you're attracted to them, sometimes like they're just not going to be ready for that, you know? Um, And sometimes they just don't like you. So there's also that. So I thought I could talk about maybe some tips I've gathered on dating apps for lesbians and women loving women. Because it is hard and it's not really talked about as much. I think on TikTok specifically, like, a lot of people talk about women loving women relationships. um, But I don't know. I just don't see a whole lot about dating apps. So I think... The thing that I stumble upon the most and which irritates, to, irritates me to my core being is that I will still somehow see men on my Tinder, even though I have my gender preferences set to women, um, I think non-binary too, but I can tell that these guys are straight. Like literally just, you know, they got the fishing pictures or like the sports cars, like they just look straight, you know, they look like men. And so you have to resist the urge to confront them. Because you know what? You don't want to waste a like and then start messaging them being like, hey, so why are you a woman? And I've done that before. I got so mad one time. I matched with this guy. Um, and I was like, hey, my preferences are set to only women. How did you come up in my feed? And he was like, ha, ha, ha. I don't know. I was like, bro, like, I know you did that on purpose. And it's just so arrogant. Like, you really think, you really think that I'm going to see your mediocre profile. And I'm going to be like, yes, men. Creme de la creme. Women no longer exist to me. I want you, straight white boy. I want you out of all the beautiful women in my area. Yeah. Big, big hard pass for me. So that's my first tip. You got to get used to seeing men. And it's just frustrating, too, because, like, as a lesbian, like, I've de-centered men in my life. And yet, somehow, they do be popping up. So, you know, just you just got to kind of accept it and move on. The other thing I see a lot on dating apps is the threesome inquiries. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting a threesome. Uh, that is just not what I'm personally looking for. Uh, but a lot of people are. And you know what? Sometimes they're deceptive. This is what they will do. Um, they'll make their profile, right? And they'll just have the woman. Or they'll have, like, three pictures of the woman in the relationship. Because usually these are straight relationships. Um, or man-woman relationships. And so they'll have, like, three pictures of the woman. Like, the first three. Or, like, the first couple ones. And then they have the man. So I'm, like, looking. I haven't even read the bio. And I'm like, ooh, she's cute. And then I look and I see a man. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> never mind. Time to move on. But overall, I don't know. I've matched with some pretty cool people. Uh, I did find a really meaningful, uh, situationship last summer with a girl on Tinder. Uh, you know, w- uh, I ended things, but we still talk and we're on good terms. So, you can find meaningful relationships on Tinder. And I hate when people get, like, so judgmental and, like, weird about it. It's like, there's nothing wrong with, like, finding someone on Tinder. Like, sometimes it's the only avenue I have. Um, the girl that I'm seeing right now, I met her on Tinder, uh, it, sometimes it's the only way you can get yourself out there. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about dating apps is that sometimes, especially with women, loving women, and I've seen this on TikTok too. It's like you'll say hi to a girl, or she'll say hi to you, and then you'll compliment them, or they'll compliment you, and then it's nothing. Then it's it's like literally like crickets. Like it'll be like hi, hi, you're so pretty, you're so pretty, and then nothing. It's so weird. It's hard to like get to that next step with women especially too like some people are just looking around on there and like that's okay like it's okay to explore your sexuality on a day nap um but if you really are just looking around like don't match with anyone you know or if you do just like let them know like hey I'm really like just seeing what's out there because there is nothing wrong with it but another thing I'll do too is like say I'll match with a girl and we're talking a little bit and I'll ask for her snap or she'll ask for mine and then like We'll get each other snaps, and then we just won't say anything. (laughs) Like, I'll add her, or she'll add me, or whoever, and they just, nothing, no conversation. It's just so weird. Uh, Even this girl I approached at Alehouse, House, like, we matched, or, we matched. (laughs) We matched in real life. We, We exchanged Snapchats in real life, and I was, like, messaging her a little bit, and then she just left me on her ad, which, you know, hey, it happens, no worries it's like why even ask for the Snapchat? I remember when I was seeing men, men did this a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Uh, when I went out for my birthday, I, uh, when I thought I was still bisexual at this point in time, um, I met this guy or he approached me actually. He asked for my snap and I was like, Oh dope. Like, you know, he looks like the stereotypical frat dude. Like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, like an in and out situation. And yeah, we snapped for one day and then I never heard from this man again. <laughs> Literally. And I was like, what's the point of that? Like, I understand. Like, I don't know. I'm also just like irritated at men right now because my beautiful friend Davida is going through a breakup and men have just been acting up. And I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all y'all men. You know? You, you just you just don't really know how the beautiful women you have in front of you and how much they have to offer. So yeah, that's a little frustration. If you want to hear me go off on a man, you can listen to Davida's last episode um, on the Quarter Life Happy Hour of her podcast. I really give it to this one man who insulted her and I just, I could not let that stand. So yeah, dating. I don't know. It's weird. It's fun. But... Sometimes, yeah, the day naps are hit or miss. It just depends. Sometimes I'll open it, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do this today. <laughs> I think the hardest part is always making the profile, cause it's like you get it, you download, and you're like, okay, step one, got it. And then you open the app, and it asks you to fill out everything, and you're like, oh man, I'm back on here again, aren't I? You know, it's a lot of mental strain. And then you just get sad that you're single and it's this whole thing. But I think once you make the profile, you're kind of good to go. You're like, okay, I'm ready, you know. We'll we'll get there. So, yeah, dating. Dating is hard. As I mentioned earlier, too, there are just, like, no lesbians around me, really. There's, like, there, I'd say there's a good amount of bisexual women. But it's just harder to find people. And I think unfortunately one of the things I've like kind of come to terms I feel like an outcast sometimes I know it's like kind of a a bit of a downer but I don't know I've always just been kind of different growing up and you know I've been bullied my whole life and I think I'm realizing now too that I'm a lesbian it's like damn like I really am just like out here you know and I have a really good support system I do have a good amount of friends and like I am happy overall but sometimes it's just kind of like lonely. Because I'll go on TikTok and I'll see people who dress like me and who are interested in the same things as me and who are just like being themselves. And then I'll go out in like my little suburban town. And it's just like, you know, nothing. There's no flavor. There's like nothing, you know? And I did talk about this on my very first episode, but it's just kind of discouraging. The other day I was like getting coffee and I was having like a panic attack for some reason. But it wasn't, like, a full-blown panic attack. It was, like, one of those, like, baby ones where you can kind of, like, muscle through it. You know? You're like, it's fine. It'll go away. We're just gonna, like, live our day anxiously. And I was drinking this coffee, which was not helping the situation. And I was listening to one of my favorite musical groups, 100 Gacks. And they're kind of, like, they're kind of different, you know? They're kind of, like, edgy. A little, you know, not mainstream. (laughs) I'm just gonna. I feel like they're more mainstream now than they were a couple years ago. And I was thinking, I was like, I have no one to listen to 100 gecks with. Like, I have no one. I have no one to jam out to 100 gecks with. And that just made me kind of sad, you know? Because, like, it's good to have friends with different interests than yours and have different music ta- tastes. But it just would be nice to have someone to jam out to 100 gecks with, you know? So, yeah, just one of those things. I really, really do want to live in the city at some point. If not Chicago, like somewhere else. Just because I think it would be good for me and to be in a creative environment, be around different people. Because like I said, it is very much plain, white, straight, around where I live. And, you know, it's just very apparent wherever I go. Like, I went out uh, three weeks ago, and I was wearing my whole goth getup. And I was just very much aware. I was very much aware that um, I was in the straight white boy territory. And I was like, you know, like, it's whatever. You know, it, it'll, it things do get better. You do find your people. And I have found my people. But it's just hard, especially too, like, my extended family doesn't really accept me. They don't even know I'm gay. But from all the gay jokes I've heard growing up, I know it's not going to go over super well. Uh so it's nice to have friends who support me and who love me for who I am. I'm a big advocate for chosen family. Uh I wasn't even sure if I was gonna talk about this today, but that's really how the podcast does go. Sometimes you just talk about stuff that you don't plan on talking about. Uh in my last therapy session, I was talking with my therapist, and I was like, you know, like I'm not really close with a lot of my family, my ex family, and like that's okay, because I have my chosen family. I have my friends who really do mean a lot to me, and who I care about, and they care about me, and she was like, that's great, like, I'm so glad you have that, Kate, but just to let you know, that is a coping mechanism for you, I was like, oh, Beth, that's her name, it's like, oh, Beth, thank you, thank you for sharing that, um, I, I was not aware that it was a coping mechanism, necessarily, but thank you for pointing that out. Because she basically said, she's like, I think this does bother you a lot more than you let on. And, you know, it probably does. But that's why I think it's even more so important to to have those friends who you rely on. They're basically like your family, you know. I don't know. I love my friends. So, basically, I'm an outcast. (laughs) That's the summation of that last topic. And it's nice... To see other people just accepting that they're an outcast, that they're on the outs of society. Because, like, who cares? Specifically, Lil Nas X. Um, Also, like, I I know I'm, like, I'm really, really white. So if I'm saying that, like, and I sound like a basic white girl, I apologize in advance. But, yeah, Lil Nas. I, I watched his new music video like a lot of other people in the country who are going crazy over it. In good ways and in bad ways. And I don't know. I just really, really, really liked it. Uh, he did a video with this YouTuber, and I watched the YouTube video. Ugh, I'm going to look it up now while I'm talking, because it was a really good YouTube video. And he was explaining the significance of the whole music video, and like saying like what each scene meant, and why it was impactful. Uh, oh, I got it right here. Zach Campbell on YouTube, uh, he did a reaction to Lil Nas's ex, Lil Nas's ex- music video, Montanaro, call me by your name. Uh, it was really, it was pretty funny, too. But, yeah, Will Nas was just explaining the significance. So, the Christian community, you know, that I grew up in doesn't accept me. And so I'm like, okay, you don't accept me? Cool, I'm just gonna go to hell. And then he, like, literally goes down this stripper pole. I'm sure you guys have seen it. He goes down the stripper pole literally to hell. Looking amazing, too. He's got these amazing, like, red braided dreads. Like, he just looks so good. And yeah, he gets to hell, and then he just gives Satan a fun little lap dance, and it's so amazing, and I think it's going to be a huge pop culture moment for a while, just like Lady Gaga, when she did the Judas music video, and that YouTube video I just mentioned, the one Zach Campbell did, they t- he talked about Lady Gaga's music video, uh, Judas, and how it really like shook up the country, and the Christian community specifically, because people saw it as offensive. And a lot of people are offended by Lil Nas. And I, I have to, you know, you know, I can understand why a lot of like very devout Christians aren't going to be a fan of Lil Nas giving Satan the laugh dance. Uh, just thinking about it makes me laugh. But it's also like what he said, you know, he's rejected by a lot of society. So instead of like, you know, being down about it, being sad. He's just gonna own it and be like, yeah, you guys reject me? Cool. I'm just gonna go take over hell event. I'm gonna be, if you want me to be your worst enemy? I will be your absolute worst enemy. And I just love that energy. I think it's super, super, super important for representation too um, in the LGBTQ plus community. It's easier for me as a white, cis, lesbian woman to find representation in the media of people who look like me. Um, just because I do have a lot of privileged identities. Uh, however, for specifically a person of color who is also part of the LGBTQ plus, uh, community, it's harder to find that representation. Uh, I remember a couple years ago, Love, Simon came out. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it didn't really, like, blow up that much. I feel like nobody really talked about it as much. Uh, it was based on a young adult fiction novel, and I actually saw it in theaters and I was really emotional seeing it because I was also like still struggling with my bisexuality at the time well what I thought was bisexuality at the time so it was like really emotional seeing that on the screen and you know especially to the dad in the movie is not outwardly homophobic in the way of like I hate gays but he like makes gay jokes and I can identify with that you know I've heard a lot of that stuff growing up from my son family And it's really, really painful. And, you know, he eventually comes out to his family. And it just, and his dad does end up accepting him. But it was really nice to see that representation. And then I did an article for my class about the importance of representation in the LGBTQ plus community. And I addressed, too, that Simon, you know, because it's love Simon, Simon's the main character he has like all, of, almost all of the privileged identities. He's not only white, he's cis, he is gay, you know, that's like the main thing the movie, but he's also like, you can tell like, he comes from a rich family, like they have a huge house, you know, they have a game room, they have all this different stuff, they have a living room. So he does have like a lot of privilege. And I was thinking, I was like, there's really like not a whole lot of like movies like that out there. I was talking to my dad about this actually, A couple weeks ago because we watched this movie called I Care A Lot and it was with the woman from Gone Girl I forget her name and she's lesbian in this movie and she has a partner uh, who's also a woman and who's also so beautiful and attractive I recommend you guys watch that movie because it's got some good lesbian content in it but her being lesbian wasn't a focal point of the movie Uh, however Oh, spoiler alert if you want to watch this movie. At the end of the movie, she gets shot. Like, the main character gets shot. You know, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl, she gets shot. And I was just so upset because the whole movie, like, everything's fine. Like, they do have some run-ins, you know, and they do almost die, the lesbian couple, because they get into some activity with this mob guy, uh, who's actually from Game of Thrones, too. As we can see, I know no actors' names, so I'm no help when it comes to this situation. But she ends up being really successful at the end of the movie and, like, makes this huge company. And then she literally gets shot and dies. And not only that, it's very bloody. It's pretty graphic. And her partner is with her, and she's sobbing over her, you know, over her dead body. And it's just, I don't know, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Because you have this whole movie where everything's fine. And then in the movie, the lesbian dies. It's like, what the hell, man? We can't have one movie where no lesbian dies. And then I was talking to my dad. And I was like, literally, all these lesbian movies, either someone dies, or they don't end up together, or you know, there's just trauma. Uh, I watched uh, the lady Lady of a Portrait on Fire. Oh no, I messed it up again. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And yeah, like they don't end up together, and it's so sad. Uh, it just, it just really, I don't know, we just can't have any good movies. It's also a running joke, too, in the lesbian community, that all these lesbian movies take place in, like, you know, 17th, 18th, 19th century. Like, can't we just have something relevant? I would love to have a relevant lesbian movie. Oh, and that movie, I Care A Lot, which I just talked about, like, takes place in modern day. But yeah, they die at the end. And then my dad got kind of defensive at me, and he was like, what do you mean there's no you know, happy lesbian movies. And I was like, what I'm telling you, like, there's no happy lesbian movies. And then he looked it up. And yeah, I was right. There is this one called uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. And it's with Natasha Lyonne, I think is her name. She was in Orange is the New Black. And that's a pretty good one. It's kind of funny, very much camp. But I think they end up together. But, you know, it's, it takes place in a gay conversion th- camp. It's, it's, you know, not great. Uh, so, yeah, basically, it's kind of hard growing up not realizing you're a lesbian. And it's not like you see it in the media. And then the stuff you do see is just trauma. <laughs> it's not a great thing, you know? And I would like to see more representation. There is a show that I watched last year called Never Have I Ever. Mindy Kaling from The Office, uh, one of the women who produced The Office. She wrote this show, and there is actually a gay character in it. Uh, She's coming to terms with her sexuality in it, and she's black. So, you know, there's some representation sprinkled in. But it's a a pretty good show, too. I don't know if it was renewed for a second season, but I highly recommend watching it. It's kind of got an anti-hero character, too. So it's nice to have that representation. However, you know, it's 2021 and there's still like nothing out there. It just, it sucks. It sucks. There's no other way around it. However, I do remember growing up and I'm a little nerd. I love going to the library. Like I used to go to the library and get books almost every weekend in high school when I wasn't doing homework or working at a grocery store. And I remember seeing, like, books, like, young adult fiction novels of, like, gay characters. And I was, like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god, like, that's so weird, like, seeing that stuff, you know? And it was, it used to give me, like, anxiety, too, and I didn't even know why. It's because I was gay. And I always felt weird picking it up and looking at it, because I didn't want anyone to think either that I was attracted to women. So, it's nice having stuff like that, too. Uh, even just being exposed to it and seeing it in your library. Uh the library around me is very liberal, pretty progressive, and they have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, actually, you know, I worked there. And I remember for Pride Month, they had a little section in the uh, teen hub with all LGBTQ resources, and it was just really, really nice to see, you know? Because I didn't have stuff like that growing up just because it was a different time. Things are way more acceptable now than they were, even, I'd say, even five years ago. So speaking of... For all of my women-loving women who love to read, I am reading this one book called The Love Curse of Melanie McIntyre. I think that's how you say her last name. I'm really bad at pronunciation. I'm like the worst English major out there, <laughs> but it's really good, and it takes place in high school, and it's this girl who's playing on this play and because she loves to do theater, and she gets into all these relationships that end badly. So the cast is like, you can't date anyone because you're cursing our production. So it's kind of funny. It's, it's fun. It's nice to see representation in that way. And the main characters have Puerto Rican too. So we love that. But it's nice too because uh, the girl that she likes, she doesn't know if she's gay or not. So I'm reading stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I do that. Like, uh, I was reading this book last night. There's this one scene, they're, like, in the cafeteria, and they're trying to do a bake sale for uh, their play. They're trying to raise more money. And they're talking about fan fiction a little bit. And the girl that she likes, uh, Melanie's the main character, the girl that she likes, her name is Oldie. Uh, The girl that she likes talks about how there's no, like, girl-on-girl fanfic. And then Melanie goes, well, that was interesting of her to say. Because she's like trying to figure out if she's gay or not. And I was like, oh my god, I do that. Like, I'll I'll pick up on, if I like a girl, I'll pick up on stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that was interesting. That was an interesting thing for her to say. So we've covered a lot of topics, a lot of gay topics today. And I, that's also why I wanted to come on, just me. Because I do have a lot of friends who are in the LGBTQ plus community. But I don't have a lot of lesbian friends. So I don't have a lot of lesbian stuff to talk about. So sometimes it's nice for just me to come on and talk about all the lesbian stuff. I am the lesbian here, and I am the star of the show today, so. (laughs) But the last thing I wanted to talk about today, you know, is self-care. I think self-care is so important, and it's something that I've struggled with a lot in my life. I think, you know, the way society is, it really pushes you to go and go and go and go, and to do stuff all the time. It's not take time for yourself and to relax, do things that you like to do for you. Also, buying yourself things I think is kind of looked down upon a little bit, at least in my household. Not to be frivolous, like you can't be frivolous with your spending, but I think it is important to sometimes treat yourself a little bit. For instance, I love buying squishmallows. The serotonin I get from buying squishmallows is unmatched with anything else. Actually, next episode, I'm going to have my friend Maddie on, and we're going to talk about Squishmallows and some other fun things. So I won't do too much Squishmallow talk today, but I think Squishmallows are just so fun to buy, and they give me so much happiness. They're so cute, too. If you don't have a Squishmallow, you need to go buy one. They're, they're, they're like, on the cheaper side, I'd say. The smallest one you can get, I think, is, like, $5, depending on where you go. But, however, some people, you know, like the the pop kids have been buying them and then reselling them. So, you know, sometimes you got to get out there and run, get it. I think actually after I record today, I'm going to go to Walgreens and see what the situation is since Easter's over because the summer squad squishmallows are out. But, yeah, like that's a form of self-care for me, going out looking for squishmallows, whether that's with my friends or by myself. And, you know, I am spending money, but it's okay to spend money on yourself sometimes, I think. Other self-care, I feel like people don't even realize self-care whether that's sleeping in a little bit later or listening to your favorite music, going on a drive, just being alone. I think it's just really good to just recharge and be by yourself. I'm an introvert, so I recharge when I'm alone. Um, and I use a lot of my energy when I'm out with other people. Um, it's like socializing to do things, but it's really important that I have my alone time. And I think also with self-care, it's important to know, like, what helps you feel calm, what helps you specifically feel relaxed. Uh, For instance, my friend Maddie, she loves hanging out with people. She could spend, like, all day with someone if she wanted to. And, uh, like, that's not what works for me, and it's funny, too. We'll hang out for, like, a couple hours, you know, and then I'll be like, so, I'm ready to go home. And I get this little smile on my face and she knows by now too. She's like, I know what that smile means. I know you want to go home. (laughs) And she doesn't take it personally um, just because she knows that that's what I need. And that's a healthy relationship too uh, with friends. Yeah, Maggie's a great friend. But yeah, it's important to know what you need to do. I think for a while I didn't really have a good self-care routine I just would kind of go on my phone after my homework and then just go to bed, and that was it. That's all I did for myself. I didn't take time. And then being around my friends who do have a lot of good self care routines, my friend Claire, she's really into skincare. And so I started getting into skincare and doing like face masks, and that's form of self care for myself at the end of the night. Uh, I don't do it too much because my skin's really sensitive now versus when I was just starting off in the skincare world and I was doing them all the time. Uh, oh, yeah, don't do face mas- masks every night. it's not good for your skin. But that's a form of self-care, just taking those few moments before bed, doing some self-care, your skin routine, and then going to bed. I used to light a candle, too, before bed because I really like uh, nice-smelling things. Like a lot of people, I love candles. However, my dad is sensitive to candles, so I can't light them in my house, and that makes me literally so sad. And all my friends keep buying me candles and I'll just like, I'll just smell them and be like, ah, I can light you one day. I'm moving out in August, so I'll be able to light my candles soon. Uh, Sometimes I'll pick up a new hobby. I think that's a really good form of self-care. I was painting for a really long time uh, because everything was shut down again in November. So I had all this free time, so I would just paint my favorite anime characters. Uh, And I'm actually, I want to pick that up again. I'm just, I'm doing this podcast. I just have less free time on my hands. But that's always fun. And then I've been reading again. I haven't read a book uh, since consistently. I've been reading again in January, but I haven't read consistently in months just because I've been doing other things too. The other thing too, don't get hard on yourself for not doing a hobby for not, like, continuing to do a hobby. It's okay to take breaks from your hobbies and to do other stuff. I think sometimes I feel guilty that I haven't painted in a while. And I'm like, Kate, why are you, why are you feeling guilty? Like, it's okay to do other things and to have other hobbies and things that you like to do in your downtime. So, yeah. I don't know. Just listen to yourself. Figure out what you like to do. One of the things I love doing every morning is I will literally go out and get a coffee. Um, I work for Starbucks. And we love you, Starbucks. Thank you so much. You do not sponsor me. But you do pay me money, so you do sponsor me in a way. But they have us get a free drink discount, uh, so I get my my iced coffee or my lattes, and I go drive around for an hour, you know. And my dad knows that I like to do that, and that it's really important for me to spend time alone outside of my house and just have my little decompression time. Uh, I also love to go skateboarding. I think today I might actually go skateboarding. Super nice out. And it's a way to get outside, do things to be active. And, yeah, I don't know. I have, a really, I have a really good self-care routine now, I'd say, and I know what I need to do for myself. And it does make life easier. Because as I talked about my last podcast with Davida, I do have really hard days. I do struggle with depression. So doing self-care can sometimes help that and help make my day better. So, yeah, do some self-care today if you can, guys, okay? Take care of yourselves. I want you all to be happy and to do happy things and to live a happy life. Oh, this was so fun. I'm so glad we did this, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. It was nice to just catch up with you guys one-on-one and just hear me talk, you know. Also, if you made it to the end, thank you. Um, and again, if you want to hear me talk about anything specifically, let me know. You can DM me on my podcast Instagram, at um, happy to be here, or you can just message me, text me, and be like, hey, why don't you talk about this? You know, I'm always open to new things and trying new things. So yeah, I hope you guys have a good day! And this is me!